0: It loses its thread And all of my witnesses Keep turning up Keep turning up dead. I paint you a picture Of Pulaski at night Come back to Chicago City of Chicago. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Reporting is Eligible. I'm Paul Voodoo of Acme Packing Company, the Shepherd Express, and this awful cold that I've contracted from my children. And uh, I'm not letting that keep me from ripping on the Bears for like an hour here because <laughs> I'm, I'm just not doing that. That's my raison d'etre. So, um, nuts to that. So, we, we, we start the season against the Chicago Bears, who uh, have... I would say their fans have high hopes, but I bet their organization secretly doesn't. Um, at least less high than the Packers do. But um, there's a lot of uncertainty. No one really knows what to make of this game. And uh, we can try and parse through all the crap that's going on and figure out what, what it actually is. So first to help in urban Wawatosa under a majestic display of bobbleheads uh, getting super angry at the Chicago Cubs.
1: We have... Hey, it's J.R. Radcliffe, training sports reporter for the Milwaukee Journal Sentinel. Love that raison d'etre has made it into this podcast... Love that you, Paul, are, are are being the Willis Reed, the gamer to <laughs> to uh, to get in there and do the thing that you love more than anything else, and that's rip on the Chicago Bears. So I'm I'm proud of you, buddy. I'm it's proud of you. It's the best.
0: It just is the best, and uh, yeah, um, I guess um, yeah. The other also to help and um, not getting angry about baseball um, in, in not urban anywhere we have.
2: What do you mean? Not urban anywhere? I'm in Colorado Springs, is, man. What is
0: Colorado Springs actually? Like it's
2: it has like a million people this, in the metro. This is it really?
0: Yeah, oh, it's, that's pretty it's good. By, okay. by
2: 2035, it's going to be bigger than Denver. I'm Matt, but you can call me Mattub, action packing company, medium <laughs> Weaver, general Twitter, rapper Rouser.
0: Does it have more tall buildings than Cleveland? Like, is this um, a come and look at both of our building situation? Or
2: it's got more tall buildings than Cleveland? It's only got like two of them, but we got like mountains and. Well, I know darts. you have mountains. You're in Colorado, and but also the, the country
0: has mountains too.
2: The metro, the metro Colorado Springs area is, I think, geographically bigger than metro Atlanta. It is, it legitimately so you, without traffic would take 45 minutes to get from one side to the other. So
0: you got some good sprawl going on there. Yeah. Okay.
2: It includes um, Monument and Black Forest and Peyton and Falcon and a bunch of bedroom communities. And, do and people Air ever Force call you, Academy?
0: Like, do people call you like the quad cities of Colorado? <laughs>
2: Uh No, but locals do complain about, uh, like, born and raised people complain about how, like, back in my day, town ended at the edge of Nevada, and, like, Nevada <laughs> is literally downtown. Ah, <laughs> gotcha.
0: All right. So, anyway, we play the Bears. Should we start with how much Justin Fields probably sucks? Because I think <laughs> my favorite topic specifically is how bad Bear quarterbacks suck generally. Um, it, it's very fun. It's amazing how bad they've been. Their single season records are all held by Eric Kramer, um, who legitimately hilarious a a a quarterback who was much better for the Detroit Lions than he was for the Bears. Just happens to be the best Bear single season quarterback ever. Not counting Sid. We're not getting out Sid Luckman. Nobody just nobody mentioned Sid Luckman in the comments or anything like that. We know. We know he was good. We understand. He played it in the '40s. We don't care. We're not bringing up Don Hudson every single time. Yeah, I guess we are. But um, yeah, maybe. Maybe so. Okay, fair point. But uh And they what, went to,
1: they went to two Super Bowls with two different quarterbacks. Neither of whom is good. I mean, they they're like famous a little bit, but they're not good. It's amazing. How have they been able to do this?
0: I, I feel like the 85 Bears uh, should be the living example of the hypothetical of if if you could win a title, would you give up being good for like the next 30 years? And yeah, they got the lovey Super Bowl. I think that sneaks in under that. But the 85 bears were awesome. They were like the best team ever, but they they really did set back the bears like 20 years because they taught them that you can win with good defense and running the ball. And r- like, right when that stopped being true, like really, really right, right when it stopped being true, like Montana I already was around in Reno too, but like passing started to dominate and they just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And they're still kind of doing it. Um And every once in a while they hit on it and it, it's worked kind of twice, but uh they just won't play modern football. It's, it's a beautiful thing. And, and they did it because they did they did hit on a great defense before free agency existed. And Lovey, Lovey's good. And I feel like Lovey even understood. Like he did, uh, he, Jay Cutler played under Lovey. He, he knew his problem, even if he fought against himself a little bit there too. But by and large, they just try and get defense, and they try and run the ball, and they don't care about quarterbacks, and, and that's how they live. It, it's, uh, it makes me happy.
1: So feels like the type of thing that shouldn't still that's, I mean, <laughs> 1985 is more than 30 years ago. Like what's happened. Why, how is it that it... <laughs> almost 40 years ago? Why is that allowed to endure? How is, how has nobody come along? So, they tried the Tressman thing.
2: Yeah. They tried the Mark Tressman, but 86 team was almost as good. And they, Um, were on track to do well until their quarterback got hurt.
0: Yeah, sorry about that. So
2: maybe maybe you still do need at least an average quarterback.
0: (laughs) I mean, you you obviously do need at least an average quarterback. I think part of the problem for the Bears is that they do have old family ownership. Um, we, We went over the... The family is in the league a couple episodes ago. But the McCaskies do run things. They're old school. There's not like some analytics person there to tell them, like, stop doing this. And the buck does stop with them. So, you know, uh, I feel like for a while they just hired guys with mustaches. When Like they went from Ditka. They had, <laughs> uh, was it Dick Duron that had the big one? Must- Dave Wanstead. Like, Dave, Dave Wanstead, Wanstead had just a It looks like he was just kind of a half-clone of Mike Ditka um, and kind of coached the same kind of way. Forever, they would just recruit guys. Not rec- They're not college. They would draft guys who played nearby. They would like just draft random Notre Dame guys. They drafted some random northern Illinois running back in the second round once, and everybody was like, what the hell are you doing? Like, well, we heard of him. He plays nearby. <laughs> <laughs> but they're not that anymore. They have, I, I feel like, a grown-up organization now, but uh, they were heard a lot by... Old timey football people thinking they knew how to run newfangled football and uh nope didn't. Cubs kind of had the same problem. Like they treated their minor league system as a like cohort to the major like as on equal footing as the major league system for a long time. Like the Cub curse is basically bad management that tried to have the Iowa Cubs winning World Series, which you know you can't do in AAA. So um, yeah, it just it just old old timey crap got in the way. Be modern. Be Did smart. Iowa Cubs. Did the Iowa Cubs win some World Series? I wasn't aware of any of no, this. No, they didn't. They couldn't. Um, you know, um, back in the old days when there was less structure to affiliated ball, generally speaking, um, the Cubs had all these farm teams, but they didn't use them as a feeder team to the Cubs. They tried to make all of them good at, in their respective mm. leagues, and so like they didn't call guys up to play for the Cubs. They let them play down on the farm to make the farm teams good in you know. Uh, going against what everyone else did at the time. It cost them like 20 years of competing, in addition to lots of other bad things they did. But this is not a baseball podcast. Now we're done with the Danny portion. Yeah, but
2: I'm sure your brother's <laughs> going to be psyched.
0: He is. He's going to be very, very excited. <laughs> anyway, they have a quarterback now who can't throw but runs, and uh, that is in keeping with great Bear tradition, so should be fun. They'll be bad. Huzzah. Yep. I'm not scared of them at all. I feel like I'm too cocky because <laughs> they suck like they're not good. I've seen way too much like I got in an argument with a guy who thought Justin Fields had a fantastic arm and that he would come around this year and like that's not gonna happen um i I have a chart in the rundown of the uh, uh table one. It's from the football outsider's almanac. The worst career starts for quarterbacks nineteen eighty one to twenty twenty two uh Justin Fields is on it with Zach Wilson right there um Justin Fields had a negative 28.4 DVOA his first year and a negative 34.5 in year two. He got quite a bit worse. That's not a good trajectory to be on. Um, that's passing. In
2: year two, I, I, we need to point that out. In year two, he was 34th in DVOA. Yes, that's correct. And there, there are 32 starters. <laughs> yes. <laughs>
0: also correct. Uh, That's passing only. Running, he's fine. He's good at running. If you look at his EPA, he was about as good as Aaron was last year. Um, But I don't think we care that much about running because you got to pass to win. And there's only one good quarterback on this whole chart, and it's Troy Ickman, uh, who was the first of the big, huge Cowboy acquisitions um, that played for just an atrocious Cowboys team. Uh, And you know is the furthest thing from Justin Fields. You know, a a super accurate statue, not not Justin Fields. So there's not a lot of precedent for Fields getting better. It's basically never happened other than Aikman. If you want to go to bat for Jeff George, who some years into his career had one good season for the Vikings, yeah, all right, maybe, but I don't think so. Um,
2: So there, there is another there's another chart going around on the Twitter.com today. Uh, Robbie Greer. Is that a name that means anything to you? He no. Nope. He's for NFLO app. Okay. Data driven analytics picks predictions for the NFL, <laughs> as seen on PFF, Yahoo Sports, Rotowire, etc. cetera. Um, so he did uh, one more Fields Analytics precedence take. Here's a list of QBs who started their career most similarly to Fields, as determined by. QB ELO values and trajectory in their oh, first no. twenty five games. Not yellow, so, okay. So he's evil using
1: evil woman. He's using <laughs> his
2: stat. Um the most similar to him is Scott Brunner. I
0: don't know who that um, is. Okay. Central Michigan.
2: <laughs> uh yeah, I believe he was a directional Michigan, wasn't he? Nice pull, Jr. Anyway, uh, um and then in third is uh Trevor Lawrence. So um Trevor Lawrence, once again, <laughs> Like, okay th- there's gonna be a lot of people on this list where it's like something meteoric happened between bad and good um Trevor Lawrence had arguably the worst coach in the history of the NFL um and then suddenly didn't he did and what's that
0: that's true I'm looking up Trevor Lawrence stats because I don't believe this uh Brenner so, went to Delaware by the way I was wrong. Uh,
2: okay. Uh, Different but, runner. So his era adjusted ELO through 25 games. Justin Fields is negative 1,018. Trevor Lawrence is negative 1,068. Um, but also in this list with like 0. .96 um, similarity, Troy Aikman, Doug Williams, John Elway, and Jared Goff.
0: Okay. I mean, two of those guys were rookies in like 1981, so fine. Yes. Don't um, count.
2: So uh, also Elway... Um, like that Broncos team wasn't very good, and uh, Troy Aikman, like we said, was on one of the worst teams. Suddenly becoming one of the best teams. Look,
0: I, this is nonsense. Does that involve college stats too or something? I don't think so. Trevor Lawrence last year completed sixty six percent of his passes for four thousand yards, twenty five touchdowns, eight picks. Um, sure, but, but in his second this, year.
2: This is his first twenty five starts. That's like the, what they're using is. As as the yellow... I don't understand. His
0: first answer. 25 starts. Okay. Because so,
2: Justin Fields has had 25 starts. So that's he's had
0: exactly going. 25 starts. He had 10 in his rookie year. He did not start in seven games, which is already telling you information about him. And then he was hurt for two last year, yeah. <laughs> so This is dumb. Okay. That's a dumb so stat. They, that guy shouldn't I, have published that. He should feel bad yeah. for it. I've seen,
2: <laughs> so I've seen a lot of people talking about how... Um, uh, Wow. Tapioca brain. Bill's quarterback.
0: Josh Allen. Josh Allen. Let's compare people to Josh Allen.
2: So, yes. So that's the thing is they're like Josh Allen was on a similar trajectory and then turned it all around. So this brought me to talk about um, David Aikens. He is a uh, former NASA employee, currently works at University of Maryland. He has this list called Aikens Laws of Spacecraft Design, and many of them apply directly to football. Um, For example, his first law is engineering is done with numbers. Analysis without numbers is only an opinion. That's a fun, uh, pithy
0: little quote. Okay.
2: Right, and and, Paul, that feels very... Yeah, uh, that sounds um like something I would say. I agree. Uh, But his 31st law is uh, done by one of his colleagues. Moe's law of evolutionary development. You cannot get to the moon by climbing successively taller trees.
0: Meaning that at some point to move forward, you have to innovate in some way. Yes. Okay.
2: And so just getting iteratively better at the same thing is not how you get to the moon. And Josh Allen did not get iteratively better at the same thing. He completely tore his game down and started
0: over. That's true. But I mean, theoretically, other people could do that, too.
2: Right. And that, but that's what I'm saying is Fields hasn't done that. Fields continues to be Justin Fields.
0: Uh. Yes, I agree with that. I mean, we wouldn't necessarily know that until he actually played a game. He didn't really play much in the preseason. He looked awful when he did. <laughs> so there's that. But uh, yeah, that's true. By the way, Lawrence was still much better than Fields his first eight games of his second season, which I think brings us into compliance with that. Just much better completion percentage, 62.5% um, through a, like a, maybe a few too many picks, I guess. But um, it's not even close. It, it's i'm mad that i know that that is elo is bad too like it's not what it's for don't use
1: elo stuff turn to stone uh when we're not talking about 70s what do we call elo is a rock band is that I think quite what band. they are yeah
2: yeah that's, that's a fair
1: that's all awesome. right um frequently i'll ask you the question when we're heading into a week okay well the, the the Packers should win this game by a million. What's the scenario where they don't? So and we can ask that about the Bears game specifically, but let's let's apply it to this whole situation. Justin Fields should be terrible. What 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 has to happen for that to not be true? What has to happen for him to actually be, even if he's like a top half quarterback in the NFL? What 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 falls into place for that to be true? I think they basically we'll run throw the friggin' ball.
0: Well I think I think they run sort of the mega Eagles offense. Um where You just kind of, uh, so fields can run, and the Packers sometimes are bad at that, you know? (laughs) So, part one is if he actually is an effective runner, that's a leg up. If the Packers are still having their normal trouble stopping quarterbacks from running, that's a good start. Second is last year they did have atrocious receivers, as people like to point out. That's absolutely true. Their best receiver was Darnell Mooney, who is a good but not number one receiver. Um, And so he really did have to rely on, like, dots. He, he led the league in like air yards last year. That was a thing he did. This year he doesn't really have to. They did trade for DJ Moore, pushes Mooney down to second. Um, Khalil Herbert is a good receiving running back who will be the starter this year. And Cole Komet's actually okay too. He's not great. He's just fine. Um, you, can, you can win with Fields rushing and then kind of doing a check down screen game to those other guys, especially if the Packers are having trouble tackling. And D.J. Moore is outstanding and has been very successful with other atrocious quarterbacks. I'm guessing it's one of the reasons they were so interested in getting him, is that he's managed to perform halfway decently with just absolute trash throwing him the ball. feel a little bad for the guy, especially because he was traded here and didn't sign here on purpose. (laughs) But he's good. Um, He's going to be probably the best receiver on the field. And that's something they do have over the Packers.
1: Hmm.
0: Could happen. Their defense sucks, too, though, so there's that.
1: Yeah, that's unusual for them.
0: Yeah, it sucked for a couple years. It sucked. It was bad last year. It was a bottom 10 last year. They didn't really add anything to it. It's going to be bad. They added Yannick Ngakwe, who is fine, (laughs) but not great. No,
2: Yannick Ngakwe is more than fine as a pass rusher, but he's a liability at everything else. He's a, a locker room cancer. He can't stop the run. Like, he's a total nut bar.
0: He's weird, too, because he's one of the few guys who has a higher, he has an unsustainable sack to pressure rate and has basically for his whole career. it, it He, like, looks like he could be super awesome if he just tried a little harder, <laughs> which is the worst <laughs> thing you can kind of say about somebody. And, yeah, he's a, the Vikings all hate him. Wherever he goes, everybody hates him. That's why he's on, like, his fifth team or whatever it is. But it's desperate like five times.
2: Team, five teams in four years. I just said a number, years. but it's it's a high number. Let's see. It's it's at least three teams in two years. I know that because it was it was Jags. Or it was it Vikings Colts.
0: We got Jaguars, Vikings, Ravens, Raiders, Colts, and now Bears. So Holy this fuck. is his sixth team, I think, if I counted that right. And he is uh, entering his age twenty eight season. So yeah, that's uh,
1: that's a lot. And you think they're, you know, they had the number one pick. They decide not to. They they deal it. They get a ton for it. Carolina gets Bryce Young. You think they're actually in the process of of moving on from Justin Fields to some degree, that they're kind of giving him this one last test in a year where they're not going to be very good, and then they're setting themselves up to take that quarterback in the future? I think if they were serious
0: about him, they would have played him a lot more in the preseason, gotten him a little more experience hucking the ball down Mm. the field. Um, like built chemistry with new guys, like you know how Jordan Love played in every game. <laughs> um, there's a lot of new players in the receiving core. Like they have Mercedes Lewis and Robert Tunyon as backups at tight end on this team. Yeah, man, it's it's ugly. Um, it is ugly. Um, and they they barely played him at all. It, that tells me that they do not trust him. That they maybe don't even want to expose that much information about him. Um, and I, I think this is likely a situation where they're going to be in the market for a quarterback next year, which is smart. Like, this is a smart thing that they've done here. Uh, If you believe in Bryce Young, then they should have drafted Bryce Young. But he is very tiny, and the quarterback club next year is supposed to be quite a bit better. Like, um, Caleb Williams and Drake May are already, like, surefire one and two. But Jordan Travis for Florida State, he was a super good guy last year. He looked dynamite and blowing the doors off LSU. There's going to be a whole bunch of quarterbacks in this draft, so... Um,
2: so there's, there like, I legitimately saw a take the other day that said, like, the most quarterbacks ever taken in the first round is five. The most quarterbacks ever taken is, like, I think it was, like, 15 yeah. or something like that. And it said that this class is expected to break both of those records. I think
0: that's true. Yeah. So the Bears are being smart, I think. I do. And I think they know sure. he sucks.
1: <laughs> I mean, isn't the natural, though, pushback there is, well, they just don't want him to get hurt. That's the whole thing is. He's prone to getting hurt because he's a running quarterback, so you would naturally want to limit those opportunities in the preseason.
0: I think so, but you can also just tell him, like, one, two, three out, like practice aiming, you know? <laughs> it's, and, then, and then yank aim. you. <laughs> he needs it. But you're right. I mean, you don't want to play the Justin Fields offense in the preseason. That is a way to expose him to danger. But, I mean, if you're going to develop him, You want active game to develop him. It's hard to develop somebody in practice with people not actually chasing you down. So I I think the writing's on the wall for him, but we'll see. Could be wrong.
1: All right. Uh, Was there more you wanted to say about DJ Moore? You had a lot a lot more written. You had his Raz card up, so was there Just more you Just that he's at? good. <laughs> I, I guess,
0: generally speaking, I do want to say, I do think the Bears front office has been acting in a generally smart way, with a few little exceptions here and there. Like, the Chase Claypool trade was dumb. But even there, like it was dumb because it was a second rounder, and I do think the McCaskies still get involved every once in a while. But, like, throwing a dart at that guy is not the dumbest thing in the world. Their draft was... Like like a lot of high value positions, that trade was a good trade. They they got a great haul from Carolina. DJ Moore is under contract for several more years. He works well with bad quarterbacks. He can like he can be a dependable guy to build around. Like they won't have a bare cupboard if they do bring a, a rookie quarterback in. That they, they have the makings of some stuff here. So um, they, they won't
2: have a bare cupboard. Ha
0: ha ha. <laughs> more than anything though, just, I I feel like they're they're actually kind of on the right path. On um, the Vikings, I don't think really are. Um And so if they're bad this year, I don't really think it's a reflection of them being stupid for like the first time ever.
1: <laughs> you, usually it is. This is not. So as far as they're, they're good players here, you mentioned DJ Moore. You have a list of other guys who are decent or actually, what is this list? These are guys <laughs> that, that were high, drap, high draft picks.
0: Um so Darnell Wright was their number 1 pick and um their first round pick. Good good that's a smart like last savvy year. pick in 2023. Um right tackle good but but he has an ankle injury. Their offensive line was atrocious last year. Um they had two good guys, Tevin Jenkins and, and then drafting Darnell Wright. Darnell Wright is minorly hurt and Tevin Jenkins is on IR going to miss this game. So they're not going to be able to block the Packers, which is dangerous for Justin Fields as well. <laughs> And uh, remember when they drafted, remember they traded up to draft David Montgomery and we, made ah, fun yes. of, we made fun of them a lot for it. <laughs> that um, was an important moment on this podcast. It, it really was. Saquon Barkley. Yeah. <laughs> they, they do seem to have learned their lesson from that. And uh, Khalil Herbert is the starter who was at UDFA that they were like, Oh, Hey, that guy's better than David Montgomery. We, we shouldn't have done that learned a lesson and then they waited until the fifth round and got Roshan Johnson who was Bijan Robinson's backup and who I think was the second best guy in the draft running back wise that's a good running back pick super athletic guy uh, only limited by opportunity by being behind the best guy in the draft um, that's a clever smart running back pick who can also contribute right away and in the passing game and all that stuff and then they should benefit from both Mooney and Kemet moving down a spot like having those guys be your, your primary targets is rough but this is DJ Moore might make everybody better. Like in terms of just how they might win, having him there to soak up defense and targets will make I think Mooney legitimately more dangerous. Who was really stretched, and and just Komet like not having to fight off the second best corner should be pre- uh, quite a bit better as well. It's not bad. It could okay, be worse. Sorry
2: for for a second I thought you were saying that Large Robert was going to be their tight
1: end.
0: He is, He's their backup tight end. Yeah. If no, Cole Komet goes you, down, then, then it's all Packers all the time. I mean, how many
1: catches? Go ahead. equanimius is still
0: on the receiving core too, so we got a lot of yeah, Packers he here. It's like the minor how league Jets?
1: How many catches over under for X Packers in this game? Because you got Equinemius, Robert Tunyon, Big Dog. Seven. <laughs> Seven. That's Seven, a lot. 18, I don't think so. Right? Are there? Are, is that's is, a, is a, there that's someone? That's a high the, bar.
0: Because Mercedes isn't going to catch any unless it's just a trick play for revenge. Like, that's the only oh, thing. Oh, I,
1: I think that's coming, yes. I, I absolutely would set it at 0.5 and take the over on Mercedes. <laughs> okay.
2: I, I legitimately think that you could see three to Tunyon and four to EQ.
0: Mm, could be. Yeah, I'll take the under. I don't think. Like, uh,. DJ Moore is going to catch the most targets, and Herbert's going to catch the second most targets, and Mooney's going to catch the third most targets. There's okay. not a lot of. They, they only throw like 15 passes a game. You're not. I was
2: going to say, are... <laughs> JR, how many times do you think Justin Fields has thrown for more than 250 yards?
1: Uh, I'll say six times. Lower. Oh, really? I thought I was going pretty low. <laughs> oh, no. Is it four times? It is lower. <laughs> Oh <laughs> no, Justin Fields. I'm so sorry. He's pretty much
0: the same as Trevor uh, Lawrence, though. Uh,
1: yeah, two.
2: He's 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 thrown for more than two hundred fifty yards twice. Ooh. Well, that's not what you want. Um <laughs> yeah.
1: I, I, I really liked him at Ohio State, guys. I, I did too. I, mean, I did right, too. Look,
2: look, JR, when when I tell you that I have screenshots of one Paul Noonan in the Slack chat saying that oh, crap, Justin Fields is about as close to a can't-screw-up prospect as you can get. I don't think the Bears can screw him up.
1: <laughs> All right, man. Words. Well, then here we
0: are. Put him behind the worst offensive line in the league by a country mile, and not yeah,
2: the way to do sure, it. Well, that's the thing is I'm pretty sure the same things were said about David Carr.
1: Yeah, I was just thinking of David Carr when you were saying that. You know, how many There's times? probably a number of other quarterbacks, too, who fit the same bill.
0: You know, Justin Fields led the league in sacks last year, right? like yes, <laughs> he, he was he was like 32nd in attempts but most in sacks that's uh, oh god that's really he got sacked 55 times i don't have his wow. attempts up yeah um there's only two players who had under 400 attempts in a season to ever be sacked more um uh, one was Randall Cunningham who was once sacked 72 times on 209 attempts in a season um i don't remember the other one cuz that one's so incredible like i can't believe he didn't die um, but yeah, Fields. Uh, <laughs> Fields needs good offensive line because he is uh, uh, slow to make reads and uh, he runs himself into sacks way too much. That's what David. you got to fix with the guy. What a
2: shame. Also, yeah. Randall Cunningham could punt. So like, there he. Go.
1: Shouts to David Bakhtiari this week. I believe it was this week, tweeting that he believes uh, sack yardage should count against pa- the passing yardage uh, total. Uh, which I don't know if he means. He just thinks that's just a fair statistical thing to do if you're going to count negative rushing yards against rushers, or if he truly recognizes that sacks should be more regarded as a quarterback set. Yeah. Doesn't doesn't uh, ESPN? I'm with him on that. that. He's right. What's ESPN
2: that? ESPN uses yeah. ESPN uses sacks for something, and I think it's I think it's passing yards.
0: They keep track of sack yards, but I didn't think they took them away from passing yards. But maybe it's either they do. Passing or
2: it's either passing or rushing. But they for sure use sack yardage to subtract from quarterback stats. Oh. Nice. Yeah, that's why I was kind of confused by the the rhetoric going around. I was like, I know ESPN does it. Like, QBR is dumb, but, like, ESPN uses sack yardage. All right.
0: Well, that's something. Um, even if the Bear offense is halfway decent, their defense is just going to be a train wreck. It's going to be so bad. The Packers ran for, like, 370 yards on them last year. Um, so even if the Packer passing game is struggling, there's no reason to think that's improved on the Bears at all. Like, Yannick Ngakwe, if anything, makes that worse. So um, it's a lot of the same guys. It's a lot of the same guys in the secondary, especially Um, Eddie Jackson's still probably the best guy in the secondary. Um, Jalen Johnson may be the best guy in the secondary, but it's rough. That defense was awful last year. They they have some young guys, but uh, nobody who's going to make an immediate impact, and it's going to be, I think,
1: pretty bad. They should be able to score. If the Packers can't score in this game, that's to be worried about. That is something to watch. Is it? Is it possible that the two best players on the Bears' defense went to the University of Wisconsin? That being Jack Sanborn, an undrafted free agent yeah. who is quite good, and then T.J. Edwards, guy that they signed in this this offseason. Now he's an older guy, played for the Eagles last year, went yeah. to the Super Bowl, had a nice year last year. I don't know if he, either one of them actually will fit the bill, but two two pretty good UW guys.
0: I think it's possible Sanborn is. So uh, I, I'll say yes, it's possible. I'm not sure T.J. Edwards is, though. Um, I, I, I think... I think Jalen Johnson or Eddie Jackson's probably a hair better. Their nickelbacks pretty good too. Whose name is escaping me? It's stupid computer, not updating quick enough. It's not Ky- Kyler. Yeah, Kyler Gordon. He's okay. He's fine.
1: And Jaquan Brisker's <laughs> on the defense too, right? Yeah, I don't like him truth. as much as other Jaquan people. Jaquan Brisker couldn't catch a
2: eighty-five-year-old Sammy Watkins. So like me, also maybe Brisker I I, d-
1: I thought you had to retire if that happened. Me Why too. is he still here? So what's really funny is when
2: when Brisker uh said the things he said this week. Are you guys aware of?
1: Yeah, um, the it's so tired. The just whatever, just general bashing of the Green Bay. But not Green even Bay he literally
2: just goes, "I hate Green Bay." Lots of people yeah. hate Green Bay, <laughs> and then uh, so highlights of him missing tackles started coming out. Like he had like a hundred and five tackles last year. Um, but so, like I don't think he even made a Pro Bowl. Like,
0: I mean, it's tackles are a bad stat on a bad defense. Yeah, especially. except
2: for if you're the Giants and you give um, uh, uh, uh Blake Martinez a bajillion dollars because he had 150 tackles.
1: He spent that money on ripping people off, uh, selling Pokemon cards, allegedly. He Brisker, alleged- by the way, uh-huh.
0: Brisker a good combine speed guy, so. Um I don't know if he's maybe just not as good functional speed but he's fast. <laughs> there's
2: there's I swear to god I I'm pretty sure it was it was uh, Brock the 49ers Brock um Brock Purdy? Yeah, pretty sure he shook him like huh. out of his cleats. Like it was like the um Well his Tom agility Brady... scores aren't as good, so maybe that I was, was the say, problem. It, it, it's like the the Tom Brady Brian Erlacher where there was just like a little tiny Ugh. <laughs> and he, he bit on I'm not even going to call it a jab step like a faint step <laughs> it was bad but yes also he was trailing Sammy Watkins like how does that happen and also uh, Razul not even clapping back this happened in parallel Um, they asked Razul about his take on the Packers Bears rivalry and he said in seven years I haven't lost to the Bears I can't really call it a
0: rivalry like, <laughs> <laughs> that's a good one that's a good one
1: Uh, all right. Well, we're, we're kind of closing in on questions here, unless there are any other
0: points you want to make. Let's do questions. Our question people are also good at ripping on the Bears. So,
1: Yes, yes, yes. All right. Are we starting with Patreon questions, I assume? Uh, of course, patrons get first question priority. We'll start with JD. Based on what you have seen in the preseason, Matt Luffler's offense philosophy is general... Wait, sorry. Matt LaFleur's offense slash philosophy in general, and with Rodgers gone, do you believe they will run much less 11 personnel than in years past and more 12, 21, and 22? (laughs) Sub-question. How many wins do you see for this team if they stay relatively healthy? No major season-ending injuries to key players. I keep going over the schedule, and I always get to 10.
0: (laughs) I think they run quite a bit less 11, yeah. I think they look a lot more like the 49ers. They run a lot more 21, 12. They ran about ten percent fewer plays out of twenty one and twelve than San Francisco did last year. I bet that gap closes quite a bit. I think they run way more pre snap motion than they did when Aaron last took snaps here. And uh yeah, I think that they'll be a much bigger power tight end based offense than they have been for quite some time. And yeah, it's an easy schedule. If they stay healthy and and Jordan's not terrible, it's hard to see them not getting to ten wins. It's just so, really bad.
2: There was there was a scenario where I was going over like I was trying to think of like very pessimistic and I was looking at like a playoff machine. I had them with four wins after the Kansas City game and still making the playoffs at at uh, nine and eight.
0: It's just a tough. It's a schedule that just unless a whole bunch of teams you know surprise a lot, they should be okay on this one. So I think ten's a reasonable call for them if everything goes right. And I think they could luck into 11 plus pretty easily, too.
2: So, I've that's my soundbite has been like they're a six win team with an easy schedule that yep. should get them to nine or 10. Also, shout outs to JD, who uh, asked his question technically a day late last week because he asked his question at the right time when we recorded early. So, he, he technically <laughs> asked his question a week
1: ago. So, Mark Podsgarvey was still first, but not truly. <laughs> All right, here is Mark, Mark Putscarby's question. Would Jonathan Taylor have provided enough content for JR to make up for losing AJ Dillon in a hypothetical trade? <laughs> <laughs> it's a great question. I will say this probably Jonathan Taylor, who is a quotable, very gregarious young man from the University of Wisconsin on local commercials, great smile, all of that would have worked. But AJ Dillon's cachet is, I, I, didn't even see it coming how much he's built up his his Wisconsin cred over the course of his career here so i i am not positive that losing aj dillon could have been replaced by anyone however i was certainly interested in the jonathan taylor thing i've written about him a few times and there's definitely still interest about jonathan taylor here in the oh yeah, there you is. know in the, in the state of wisconsin so it would it would have been uh, i i don't think i could quite call it a wash but it would have been very close to one i'm i'm also a big fan of
2: jr now slipping in a french word so, I guess I have to now.
1: What was the French word? You what did I say? Oh, oh, I did. I didn't even think about it. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah, um, so. What, so. what are you making the Jonathan Taylor stuff? Because I... Okay, literally, I don't even, a scout
2: see A scout called the Colts and was like, hey, what would it take? And they're like, all of this. And they went, that's a lot. Bye. And like that, <laughs> that was I mean, the if, entire Packers' interest. If the
0: Jalen Waddle thing is true, that's definitely the case. And that's stupid, because that's not how much running backs are worth. But it's weird that the Colts are so to get rid of him, like I get that you don't want to pay running backs, but he's he's actually only twenty four <laughs> he's good. I can't believe yeah. how young he is like he doesn't have a lot of miles on him he is he has been one of the best backs in the league um when he's been healthy and uh you know if you want to move a running back, I'm kind of always for it if you want to ask back a reasonable sum of, of compensation but uh I never really like i know he's holding out he's mad being on a crap team with a dumb owner I understand that. But uh, it's it's, it, it's weird that the Colts are so stupid. Like, they could probably get a decent amount for him. Like, he's not worthless. He's young and good. They could probably get, like, a third, and maybe even a second. I, I doubt it, but maybe. And they just keep asking for the moon, and it seems silly. I, I
1: don't get it. It's almost like they just now realize that running backs are maybe not as valuable as they previously <laughs> valued them, and yet they still think everyone else is kind of kind of hasn't come around to that realization yet and they're they're just now like oh we got to do this before people get wise to us let's ask for a first round pick Which mean, just preposterous are... he's not a first round pick to begin with yep.
2: you guys are aware of of like the irsay situation right
0: generally or is there a specific Irsay? Irsay say
2: it... straight up was like these running backs are being whiny and then yes he was like um hi <laughs> <laughs> franchise running back right here like and he's like, then yeah. the Colts listed him with a back injury that he didn't actually have. Yeah. Said, I saw
0: that tweet. Yeah. Personal I mean, issue. Jim Irsay causes problems. He is.
2: Hell yeah, it. he does. But he also solves them because like he was the first guy to go after Dan Snyder because Dan Snyder was like, was like, I got dirt on everybody. And Jim Irsay's like, my dirt's public. You suck. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it is. That's true.
1: Yeah. Irsay definitely doubling down here on, you know, it seems like he and he and Taylor had a lot of conversations head to head and it, clearly didn't go well you know like it clearly it clearly didn't work out i'm picturing like i'm watching winning time on hbo jerry Bus and magic johnson having having conversations and sometimes i feel like jerry buss and jim ursay are very similar characters oddly enough <laughs> i have no idea in real life if that tracks at all but the character on winning time jerry Bus, feels like that where you know every now and then his instincts are really good and uh, he really honest and then sometimes he just completely screws everything up so yep. so that's, so that's I how think- i feel like I think that the huge
2: asking price is actually a uh, way for the Colts to try to keep JT in line and that they don't intend to trade him. And they can be like, look, if you're so valuable, someone would have paid up. Nobody did get back in line. That's that's the vibe that this whole situation <laughs> gives
1: off. It's, it's not it's, about it's, it. It feels like very... a. It feels like a pretty avoidable situation.
2: Well, sure, just don't be an, an asshole.
1: Like, yeah, <laughs> if he had just not said anything, it wouldn't have come up, and they'd, you know, be starting the year with Jonathan Taylor as their running back. It's a good rule of life:
0: don't be an asshole; it causes problems.
2: Oh, uh, actually, uh, Aiken's laws of spacecraft design number 26. do <laughs> don't <laughs> do nothing dumb.
1: Uh, there, there are a lot of spacecraft laws.
2: Quite there a lot. There are forty-five.
0: I feel like there I should be buy. more, honestly.
2: Um, actually, so uh actually I'll save it for plugs. I'll yeah. save it for
0: plugs. Okay.
1: Price frozen question A Will the Packers be using a spy on fields this week, or can we count on the line setting the edge? Question B sub question. <laughs> he didn't write that. I'm saying that. <laughs> just how great is art but make it sports? <laughs> oh, uh, art but make it sports is so
2: good. And apparently that dude just goes that's off the film. Like he just he just knows that much art off the top of his head.
0: That's amazing.
1: Yeah, awesome. it feels it feels really authentic that he just he just knows that much art. Like I imagine there are some he'd have to have built the database. I have to think to search as quickly as he does. But yeah. he, how do you search for like what your eye sees? I mean, it's it's not. I, I'm sure there are ways. There <laughs> AI AI has made that possible, but I don't know, man. The guy the guy's a, a demon. That's the best uh, best Twitter account out there right now.
0: Yep, it's awesome. Highly recommended. Everybody follow it. Um, and I think Quay will probably be that guy. Um, yeah. To keep an eye on him, that's what he's kind of for. <laughs> uh, but I don't trust the Packers to set the edge that well, especially if Gary plays. It's not their forte, and uh, they will need a spy. And that is a big play. This could go wrong because Quay was not great at it last year, and he needs to be better at it because otherwise they have to waste. They have to get lights, and then they will get run on. So, yep, yeah, that'll be it.
2: <laughs> Look, if 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 my life depended on either making it across 16 lanes of interstate traffic or the Packers properly setting the edge, I would gamble on the traffic. <laughs> yeah,
0: it's just not, they're just not good at it. It, it, it. This is the kind of game where it gets you in trouble too.
1: Oh, it's gonna be a Kaepernick game and we're, we're gonna have to revisit all the things we said about Justin Fields. What's the
2: what's the the mark for Kaepernick? Is it 180, 186?
1: I mean, I think he. I think that's what he ran for once. Right, that's what I'm saying. Once... Like the
2: the because he he ran for the most rushing yards of any quarterback ever. Yeah, even in a playoff game. And I think it was like 186. That's like the number that.
0: I think that's right. I think Fields has the most regular season
1: at, um, at 175. So I think that is right. Hmm. <laughs> All right, Kyle. Oh, this is a new name, Kyle Orcholsky or Okolsky. What do we think?
0: I'm I'm going hard C on that, but. Who knows? All right, Tyler oh, I'm, I'm Kolsky,
2: as as a ch man myself. <laughs>
1: all right, well we've said them both. Yeah. I'm wondering what advice you have for someone who wants to learn how to watch Ooh, football. All right. I've been a fan of the Packers for years, but have no idea how to tell if a linesman is doing a good job, if a receiver is destroying his coverage, if a running back is making the right cuts, etc. Cetera, etc. Cetera. Thank you in advance for helping me figure out how to start watching football with an analytical eye.
0: Matt, you want to go first? This is your your baby i know i
2: mean i mean i've i've i I feel like i say this every year right like this but
0: he's new i think so he's new
2: so okay so two things one there is a book and there's now a second edition of the book it's a good book it is it is called take your eye off the ball yep um it it teaches the average joe how to watch football from an analytical perspective
0: it kind of works for all sports to be honest really yeah like some sports you watch the ball but like it's good for soccer where the, the principle is very similar and you want to mm-hmm. watch the setup that's going on. And if you in hockey, same deal. A lot of, Lots is going on off the ball that you want, off the puck that you want to keep your eye on. Kind of anything like that. Um, but it's very good. It's a very good football book. Highly recommend it as well.
2: But the other is is something that I, I recommend less and less every year, but used to swear by. Um, and it was play Madden. So Madden 08 had the Madden School where it would run you through a bunch of drills to judge your skill, then it would set the difficulty of the game, and then you would run through scenarios where it's like diagnose if this is cover two or cover four, and then call the appropriate play, like, and that made me such a better fan of football. Uh, yeah, so play Madden and read, um, keep
0: get your eye off the ball. Get off the ball. I, my heuristic for watching football. Um, and seeing what's going on, I kind of have three steps to it. The first is to keep your eye on the the safeties and where they are because they're going to dictate a lot of what the offense um, does. And if anybody goes into a single high safety mode, if there's one safety in in the the back, that's likely to lead to some kind of deep pass if it's correctly diagnosed by the offense. So it's it's safeties first. Uh, Second is, after the snap, Are offensive linemen falling backwards or running forward? um, Because on passing plays, you can't be downfield. That's why people make the pocket. And uh, it's a good thing to watch initially just to get an idea of what's going on there. Um, And third is just uh, after you make the safety diagnosis, watch the receiver uh, that has the most space in the secondary to work with. Uh, There might not be any. If the safeties both stay deep, that'll be underneath. But if there is space out there and if there like Watson has no safety over the top, like, I your eye should go to him. If it's on the other side, your eye should go to Dobbs or Balik or whoever's over there. So I think those are my, my keys just to how I start watching offensive plays. And it doesn't always work. Like, sometimes you run an RPO where everybody's pass blocking and it's still a running play. That happens with some regularity. But once you start looking for it, you're like, Oh, that was clever. I could see how that would work. All the offensive line or the defensive linemen are firing up field and there's all these holes. So that, that's that's how I kind of come around to it.
2: Also, uh, <laughs> it, it it was easier to judge receiver play when you had someone like Devonte, who, like my my personal favorite games were always him against Darius Slay, because he would win his routes by five steps. He would, and like, then he's just like, wide, and, wide <laughs> open. That's true. Yes, and you're like, you're like, that's a good receiver. <laughs> like I can show any Joe Schmo a screenshot of. <laughs> like a full end zone angle of Devonte, and then you could see slay's head in the frame and you're like that's in man coverage <laughs> like, yep yeah sadly we don't get that anymore we don't have separation <laughs>
0: we have separation
1: anxiety <laughs> all right donald anderson <laughs> packers great donnie anderson uh he's a packer fan living in chicago the Same. first packers bears game i watched in a bar of chicago in chicago was the Don Mikowski line of scrimmage game the instant replay Woof. game? Yeah, I have a 2010 NFC champ. Is that the same game? Line of scrimmage, instant replay. I don't know that for sure. I just assumed so. Is uh, he across the line of scrimmage? That was what the instant replay was checking out. I yeah. assume that's a, that's it. Yeah, that's tremendous goal. Yeah. yeah, he threw across Truly the line of
2: scrimmage. Right, that was.
1: Truly blessed to have lived through that moment. Yep, I have a 2010 NFC Champions t-shirt I wear around town. I love getting a hearty (laughs) 2010 (laughs) NFC Champions. That's That's good. That's good. I love that. I love that. That is excellent,
0: actually. (laughs) Good
1: work. I I love getting a hearty FU from Bears fans. So my question is, don't you think Jay Cutler should be elected to the Packers Hall of Fame? Also, don't be fooled. The Packers are Chicago's second favorite team. Oh, interesting. (laughs) They do care a lot
0: about them. That is true.
1: Have
2: you guys ever seen the uh, <laughs> cut-up of every Jay Cutler interception to the Packers?
0: Absolutely, yes, I have. Have there, you seen uh, the chair? Quite a lot. It's, yes, uh, I have. It's, it's, yeah, it's, it's
2: seven art. minutes and 30 seconds long. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jay Cutler. So he did. was very good to the Green Bay Packers He
0: was, the time. And Charles, quote, will live in you know in immortality forever. Jay, Jay going to throw us Jay. the ball? Yep. Jay will be Jay. <laughs> now, in fairness to Jay, um, he was... He is probably the best modern bear quarterback, and whatever Plan B would have been to Jay may very well have thrown more interceptions to the oh, Packers than Jay did.
2: Pickles was Plan B, Jimmy Clausen.
0: I mean, all the Plan Bs were were awful. You know, yeah, Neckbeard and Craig Krenzel and all kinds of
1: trash. You can sing all of the quarterbacks. I'm confident if you stacked up all the quarterbacks during the Favre Rogers era, you could sing them to the tune of my favorite things.
2: Oh, actually, uh, I'm pretty some sure we just pull that off. either today or yesterday did a We Didn't Start the Fire to All of the Bears Quarterbacks If you, the Favre Rogers era. If, there you go. if
0: you go on YouTube and go to my YouTube channel, you can hear 88 lines about 44 Bears Quarterbacks to play <laughs> since Jim, Jim McMahon, which is by me, and uh, that's there too. Love that. Yep. Love that. Sean Payton. Deeper cut. He was a bear cut Deeper cut. Sean
1: Payton he, was a bear's He was. He was a scab. I know. All right. Donald Anderson, we're done with here. So Morgoth 10, how much do the bears suck on a scale of $10 Walmart hand vacuum to professional septic tank cleaning service?
0: Kind of a lot. I think they're pretty bad. Uh, like they're, they're definitely on the... The septic tank level, uh, maybe a few below that, like a wet dry vac kind of thing, like something they can get up paint out of your garage. I think is where I'd land. Like, it, <laughs> but but I think they're bad. They're still a bad team. They're still coming back from from the crash. So yeah, they're rough. Still coming. A back A good wet dry
2: vac.
1: The, the Bears and millennials' savings accounts. <laughs> <laughs> uh, PJ Wessels, what positional matchups? favor either either team this week like O-line versus versus D-line wide receivers versus secondaries etc
0: the Packers
2: are favored in every individual matchup
0: that's pretty much true Uh, it's hard to find one where the Bears are really ahead Um, I do think you can make an argument that the Bears have better receivers than the Packers do Um, just they're a little bit better at the top and I think Mooney's okay but it doesn't matter because the Packers secondary is just so much better. Um, you got Joe, Joe Barry's kind of the X factor there. But on a position-by-position position basis, yeah, the Packers are better at every single position. That's, that's
2: cool. Also, it's week one, so the Packers are healthy. That's the true. Also they true. They have all three of the corners instead of just one of them.
0: Yep. I, I, you know what? Uh, inside linebacker. The Bears are better at inside linebacker. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, but they're that's always it. better. But who cares? Player. It's inside linebacker. It's the only thing they're good at.
1: Yeah, yeah I mean, the, the, he's asking matchup specific, so... Who do inside linebackers even match up with? They're kind of just there to take up space. They don't really match guess, up with I mean, anybody.
0: They'll they'll tackle Aaron Jones when he's five yards downfield already, instead <laughs> of seven yards downfield already. That's kind of how that is. Assuming Jaquan Brisker doesn't miss the tackle. Yeah,
2: they'll they will successfully trail Luke Musgrave by three steps when Love overthrows him.
0: Yep, but like the Packer receivers may be a little bit worse, but yeah, they match up great with the the. The secondary for the Bears that shouldn't be a problem. The offensive line for the Packers should absolutely dominate. The Bear defensive line should be a huge game for the rushing attack for the Packers. Um, the Bear um, offensive line should be trashed by the the Packer edge rushers <laughs> and defensive line. They, they might get out of sorts on the edge, but that's that. And the Bear secondary just um, or the the Bears receivers aren't a good matchup for the Packer secondary as long as they're playing a halfway decent plan. I mean, it's nice to have Jair to match up one on one with. Um, with, with more, um, that helps quite a bit. So, yeah,
2: yeah. Usually, also, I was gonna say Bears secondary isn't necessarily fast, and they play a lot of cover one, which you're supposed to be fast when you do. You are. They
0: play a stupid defense too. <laughs> like Watson
1: <laughs> should be able to hit one over the top against them or two. Usually, when we get into a matchup, Paul, where the Packers are favored. I, we'll we'll do this podcast and you'll be like, well, actually, here's a couple areas where they could get hurt. <laughs> and it happens exactly like you say. So I don't know. It's not that you aren't prone to hyperbole, but I just don't know if I was prepared for this level of <laughs> overwhelming optimism that the Packers will, will thrash the Bears, especially because it is week one. Like, we do we really even know no. what any team is really? I mean, we have a pretty good idea, but we don't really know. No, no. We could so, be surprised for sure.
0: Uh-oh. Oh, my God. The line is one and a half. Yep. Vegas sometimes knows something. Fields might come out and be competent, like if he hits all of his short passes and checkdowns, and is a you know a useful rusher, and they can get the running game going. They have good running backs, like okay, then he got something. And if Love is just uh, atrocious, like he was at the start of the last preseason game for like the whole game, then yeah, the Bears might win this game. And uh, there also is another X factor we should discuss, which is special teams. Uh, Anders is going to be kicking in his first professional game on uh, the worst field in the league. Uh, it'll probably be windy, and that's not a recipe for success. We have a new punter. Special teams blows up in our face somewhat regularly. The Bears are often a very good special teams team, so there's that too. So it's not like the Bears are like completely out of this. It's just I don't see a lot of talent on that team, and I do see a lot of talent on the Packers.
1: Hmm. All right, it's time old man on a bike in shirlington <laughs> i'm gonna recline here for a second i'm an old man on a bike who wants to talk about the phrase fib as i believe we need to bring the term into regular public discourse as all wisconsinites know the term immediately comes to mind when you have an see an illinois license plate going 85 miles an hour weaving in and out of traffic however it can also be used to describe many other jackasses such as those who ride e-bikes on a pedestrian trail while it nominally has pedals weighs the same and goes as fast as a touring motorcycle in this regard <laughs> I think all Bears fans and supporters need to be labeled with the term fib as they have far too much confidence and bravado that is warranted and media personalities should not shy away from label- labeling them appropriately. My comment here is specifically directed to JR <laughs> as I feel he is missing a golden opportunity to become a Wisconsin legend by doing a live interview wherein he describes Bears fans as a bunch of fibs. Yes, there may be a fine from the FCC, but it would certainly cement his place in all Packers fans' hearts. Note, no real question this week, just an observation on Bears fans.
0: Uh, Yeah, I I will say, generally speaking, I will take Chicago driving over Milwaukee driving. Um, There are a lot of reckless Illinois drivers that I run into um, on a regular basis, but um, people in Milwaukee also drive extremely recklessly, uh, with some regularity, and it's more unpredictable. There's a lot of slow, and there's a lot of fast. Uh, Illinois is at least very predictable that it's going to be the fast person weaving in and out of traffic. That's not safe, but uh, at least you can plan for it, so I'll, I'll take that. But yeah, otherwise, good points all around. Would, would you believe that I have uh, firsthand knowledge of the topic,
2: even as a Michigander?
0: Um, well, I mean, you're contigu- almost contiguous, except for Indiana, which doesn't count. So,
2: Well, so Southwest Michigan, <laughs> Michigana where I was at, is actually a very common Chicago vacation spot. Oh yeah, and, absolutely. And, and in the summer, the Illinois plates are, are many. And uh, fib is a very common phrase. Fip is the more um, PC version.
0: What about fish? We do that, too. I haven't heard fish. Oh, well, you can imagine what it stands for. So, uh, Ryan crabby Top evil.
2: loves fish. I say crappy. <laughs> if Ryan Top does love fish, yeah, you enjoy true. myself, man, that guy. Okay, so um, uh, we, ha- we have coined in Michigan the term Chicago park job, where you uh, just pull your car off to the side of wherever the hell you want to be put your four ways on and then run into whatever store or whatever you're doing, because I'm pretty sure in Illinois, it's like you get 15 minutes of, of un, uh, uninterrupted access. If your four ways are on,
0: this is fairly common. Yes. I would say that if you park it in illegal spots and put on your flashers to indicate you'll be back shortly, you usually are allowed to do that. Yeah.
2: Well, uh, this is, this will be on a, uh, a one way street with diagonal parking on either side and the fib will just dead center
0: four ways and then run into
2: the <laughs> store or whatever So blocking doing.
0: several parking spots. Yeah. Okay. Not
2: only several parking spots, but also traffic.
0: Now, an important follow-up question. Are they parking spots you have to back into, or are no. they parking spots you go into forward? Okay.
2: So I'm I mean. talking about a one-way street with 45-degree angles on either side. Oh,
0: I understand. There's just in, in Wauwatosa, where Jar lives, there are a couple of those where you have to back into them. It's the That's, law. That so. sounds awful. Yeah, it's dumb. Like
2: yeah. so, they're barbed parking spots.
1: <laughs> no, they're angled. They're, they're, angled. On a hill. they're right, angled. But exa- I'm
2: saying, like, like so, you have to go against the
0: flow
1: of traffic to back, back in. Into? Yeah. No, it's a one way. It is. Well, one... yes, but yes. Yeah,
0: you have to back up towards traffic. Yes.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it's fine. It's not my choice. <laughs> I usually don't park there, but. It 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 isn't completely stupid. It's just well, that's annoying. Like, as a, as I I mean I am somebody like I'm Yeah, whatever. Matter. I am somebody who I have an irrational and I acknowledge it's irrational, but like I get angry when I see people backing into parking spaces in like a, a parking lot. It drives me insane. Huh. It, it doesn't make any sense to me. I'm I, Back into spaces, I, and I acknowledge that this is I, I, okay. That's fine. You can. I think you're a fucking moron. <laughs> I I I I admit that this is stupid. That like it's fine. Who cares? People can do what they want. But I've I've never understood why backing into a tighter space is the better play than backing into the larger space, which is the the rest of the road or the parking lot. You know, like because I, I because get that the it tighter might be space a doesn't easier have to movement. get out. The tighter space doesn't yeah, I mean, have
2: moving things in it. You back into a stationary target. You pull forward with better visibility into traffic. That's the
1: point. Yeah, I, I, I can understand that. But there's more room. If you go slow, it really shouldn't matter at all. You're not if, going if to hit go slow, things if you're moving slowly, which of, of course you <laughs> If you are covered by cars on either
2: side, no. you have 13 feet of blind okay. spot.
1: Do you drive a massive truck? Because if you do, I understand this more than if you drive a sedan or something.
2: I, dri- I drive like, a. Like, there's Ford no blind Escape. spot
1: in a sedan. There's no blind spot.
2: Right. If you okay, are on okay, so side I also drive a Ford Escape. If you are an if there are cars <laughs> yes. on either side of you and you are backing out, you cannot see traffic on either side until the driver's window is past the two cars. You are. Praying, that's absolutely not true. You are praying to your deity. You can just look out your window. is going to come screaming up and. and I've got,
1: I've got side windows. I've got a rear window, and yeah, okay. So th- there might be a split second there, sure, but I'm backing out slowly. If people hit me while I'm backing out slowly, that's on them. They're morons, and it's not going to happen. Nah, man, Nobody wants my, to get hit.
2: I'm going into traffic first. Not my kids. My kids are in the back. They're going to, they're not
1: the ones. Oh, I absolutely it, will sacrifice my children. I don't even <laughs> worry about that. Um, but now, now let me, let me also say this. If I have the, the choice to pull through and, and leave forward, like, of, of course, I'm going to do that. Yes, that's That makes obviously. sense. I understand that going forward to get out is fast. What, I, what drives me nuts is the people who, st- like, take the time to do the backing in, thus complicating everything that's going on around people, you know, pedestrians or whatever, because I feel like that's unnecessary. Okay, well, also. It, but if everybody, you know, in a perfect world, if I could be facing forward, leaving out, of course I would do that. that your problem
2: is with people who suck at backing in. Like, that's that's the difference. I back in as well, quickly as I Well, that's true, the but the
1: vast majority of people yeah, suck at it. They as do. as the They're, average the vast person majority gets into into their
2: spot, I back into my spot. <laughs> I spent six years backing up golf carts for a living. I can back up anything with with my arm over the armrest at full speed. That's very different. Okay,
1: so you're mad. (laughs) I feel like if you're that gifted as a driver, and I believe you, why don't you just back out into the regular parking lot like normal people? Because you still can't see nearly as well as pulling out.
2: Mm, Also, I'm in an area of a sprawling urban where you will have cars as far as the eye can see in your row, like you legit, and also usually it's Texas plate. Yeah, well I have
1: that too. I live in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I, I mean, I, I acknowledge it's, it's irrational. Like do, what you're saying, Matt, it makes sense. I, I get it. I get. And even if it didn't make sense to me, even if I thought it was completely stupid, who cares? You're you're doing something that you think is safe. That makes sense. Makes you sense. know why? Why would I be? Why would I be opposed to that? I don't would know. You, I am. It's just I, the I, way I, I just, am.
2: Just like the the old man on a bike is like, I ain't asking a question this week. And like this is the biggest discussion. <laughs> that we've had
1: Uh, let's move on then. Let's move on. So good. Uh, Patrick Detmer. It's a wonderful time of year with the football season and school year starting concurrently. Given the Packers relatively young roster, it would be fair to grade them using the much kinder elementary school grading system that is used in some local school districts that consists of exceeds expectations, meets expectations, does not meet expectations, and finally unable to assess at the end of this season. What position group player or coach do you predict would receive these marks on their report card? That's awful teaching
2: kids about bell curve grading when they're in elementary school that's the worst
0: unable to assess too just cowardly
2: well so like when i was a when
1: that's I was an injury kid, situation
0: oh, okay yeah,
2: when i was a kid right. we called that incomplete like if someone got an oh I. yeah
0: we called that incomplete too yeah same thing all right uh exceeds i'll go with um uh, i'll go with watson uh his position group yeah that's sure. a tough one I'll go secondary on that' oh, it's cornerback specifically. I feel like they have a huge opportunity to exceed their expectations with Carrington Valentine coming in and playing and Keyshawn coming in and playing. So that uh meets running backs. They're good. They'll be good. Um offensive line too, they will meet their expectations. Does not meet Oh that's a toughie. Rushers. Inside, linebackers. Hey. Inside linebackers.
2: Inside linebackers. Yeah. yeah. Well okay. It's you've got a you've got a high draft pick and a mega contract. If they're not gangbusters, they do not meet expectations
1: yeah I think edge rushers too with Gary starting out hurt I, I don't know I mean he's he's out he, he might be he's going to play right Man, week yes, one or do we... he's so to play.
2: also he's in a contract year, so he has to start quickly
1: yeah I know I, I just wonder if he'll be ready for to, to go you know and I don't I don't know like I don't I don't know if we don't know if Lucas Finesse is gonna be good at all yeah you that, know, going that back one to could be him. kind of
0: all over the map depending on how a couple things go um they're, they're going to be hard to assess, but we'll be able to do it. Um, unable to assess is a good one, too. Um, I'm gonna i think say the,
2: unable to assess is the safeties because we don't actually have any NFL yeah, players at Yeah, I'm with right. you on that.
0: <laughs> it's just placeholders for something that will happen
1: later. What happened if Jordan Love gets hurt? Like, do they get somebody outside to, to play out the season? Do they go with – I can't even – Sean Clifford? Sean Clifford. I mean, they, they don't yeah. – they don't really it's, go with Sean, Sean Clifford, Clifford, do they?
2: And then you're you're tanking for Caleb at that point. Yeah, right?
0: I think that then it becomes tankathon, and I think they do probably go with Clifford, who they could plausibly Dang. do it because he looked okay, kind of in preseason. <laughs> the the
2: laser show is sitting on a practice squad, ripe for picking.
0: Tim Boyle, right there for you.
1: All right, moving into Twitter questions. Keith oh, Keskinen, oh, 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 we had a late oh, ad. Sorry. It. Oh, you guys, you guys, you guys. Sorry,
0: sorry. We got case of the
1: Sunday berries. Hold on, I gotta reload. Yeah, I don't even know if I can if I can this get is back why to you this. You gotta oh. you gotta
2: have it on your on your laptop, man.
1: Why? Yeah. I, I it, have it on my. It, 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 it
0: never it, changes, but case of the Sunday berries always coming in at the last minute. It is a hamper. all right.
1: Case of the Sunday berries, like my namesake, I fail upwards. See, so instead see, with of the being, question asking. So instead of being anatomy parts deep in the SQL. Query: I'm supposed to be writing I'm daydreaming Up flawed stats if you used A running back's yak Or broken tackles and divided it By their weight you'd have a silly measure Of how pound per pound effective They were post contact Would Aaron Jones be near the top of the league for that Stat would AJ Dillon be as low as we'd expect Okay first of all We should ban him from the
2: Patreon for making a sequel Reference I disagree That is, triggering, that is triggering and I, I hate It I hate everything about it I'm not here to talk about my job.
0: <laughs> do you have an answer, or you just oh, want to rag on? Yes, sequel? My, no,
2: my, my answer is uh, pound for pound uh, yards post contact. I do believe that um, that would be skewed by little dudes who break through arm tackles. I'll, you know, Barry Sanders, but like you know, Aaron Jones is not necessarily a big dude who does break through arm tackles, and AJ Dillon would be absolutely at the left end of that bell curve. You are looking at the the one percent in the wrong direction. <laughs> no one that big should ever take as many arm tackles as yeah.
0: he does. Yeah, I think that's true. I, I agree with Matt on the the little guys, I think you'd you'd have some deep hits and stuff like that that would skew them. You need to adjust for power yak versus bomb yak a little bit. And uh, do son, the Cowboys probably gets a big boost from being the teeniest tiniest person in the world. But yeah, I think this is generally correct that Aaron Jones would exceed quite a bit in this, and and AJ, uh, who should be awesome at it, would. I actually think big guys are generally overrated for tackle breaking. It is not helpful to be that big. It it just makes you a bigger target for bigger players who are on the other side of the ball. So I think that this is pretty common, but yeah,
1: I agree. All right. Now we move into Twitter questions. Keith Keskinen, is this the most important Bears Packers game since the 2010 NFC championship game, or am I simply too online and fueled by all the QTs of nonsense from call me <laughs> favorite member of bears, Twitter. <laughs> oh, <God. laughs> who are we talking about?
2: Do you guys know who he's talking about? No,
1: no, I, I don't follow your online persona. I hope you're not mad at me.
2: Well, no. So, I personally try not to interact with him. His name is EJ. I try not to interact with him. I have him muted. People will is it DJ Moore? EJ, like echo. Oh, EJ. Um, yes. He makes his way into my timeline pretty regularly because he says really stupid things that are very often like sexist or like bad parenting mm. advice. I was just like blocking. Just being... <laughs> I don't. I don't block people just because then they get the satisfaction of going to your page and seeing that they're blocked and they're like, haha like look at this guy. Um EJ's EJ's an idiot and people will literally take screenshots and put his put the stuff on my timeline. All table. right. Um he's he's an instigator. He's a hot take person and he's a paid checkmark. Um however, I do believe that this is the most important Bears Packers game <laughs> of the last <laughs> 15 years. Um this is big. Like this is like two air apparent QBs against each other and in a rivalry that's essentially got a big reset button like yeah this is like if if the Packers can keep it business as usual that is just as big as the Bears turning it around
0: I don't think it is a referendum yeah okay
1: you go next the stakes the stakes are obviously just not very high there have been higher stakes
0: that's my thing like um also one one thing we didn't mention but probably should is haven't the Packers laid an egg in week one for a couple years now is that a thing? They have.
2: The, the Packers usually start one and two for the last five or six yeah. games.
0: So, like, I'm I'm not going to sweat. I, I will be annoying. My life personally will be annoying if they lose this one. But uh, unless they look absolutely atrocious in doing so, which maybe they will. Uh, no, it's not that big a deal. Like, we get to play them again later. Um, there's a whole season. Season yeah. finale, even. And last year, the Bears, like, were, weren't they 3-0? and And then Greg Gabriel was like... Uh, and, and they'll go one and. You they think they're gonna go, go one and 14. fourteen the rest of the way, and then they did. So I mean, <laughs> sometimes you've guys start fast. Sometimes people start slow. It's not that big a deal. It's way less big of a deal than it used to be, where two losses doomed your whole season. Now that doesn't happen anymore. You can always rally back. So oh, are you talking about yeah. the Owen Tombstone? Let's, yeah, Owen Tombstone's not a thing anymore. I disagree.
1: I, Let's also remember that the 2013 season finale between the Bears and Packers was a winner take all game for a playoff spot involving a last second touchdown to Randall Cobb
2: <laughs> oh man I JR I wrote a whole like thousand words about that game one time like back when I was I spent to a seri- lot of time talking about that game too yeah but back when I was trying to be serious about writing I, I wrote about it as like it's the reason that I'm the Packer fan I am today
1: Ooh, mm-hmm. call That's me Matub that? was born from the ashes of the uh what was the name of the guy who Randall Cobb toasted chris conti is that it (laughs) Yeah, that was (laughs) chris conti chris conti
2: was flat-footed and cobb threw the hand up um yeah jr i'll send it to you sometime it's actually
1: not poorly written brandon cobb is that what is that the name larry McCarthy out there brandon Brandon cobb (laughs) Cobb. was brandon cobb i feel like was a was an athlete maybe in a different sport i feel like it made sense that he would say that name but i don't remember what i don't remember the reason Uh, uh, all right, Jonathan Deal. Who is the worst Packers quarterback that would be the best Bears quarterback in their history? Lindy. <laughs> I don't think uh, it Mikowski's is Mikowski.
0: Good. It was just one. He's kind of like Eric Kramer. The Mikowski season and the the Eric Kramer-Bear season are very similar seasons. Like, yeah. extremely similar seasons. I do think it's Lynn um, it, It's. I mean, obviously, it would be Farver, Star, or or, uh, or the other guy. Right, um, but he's, he's asking <laughs> to, to keep going down the list. <laughs> right. But... Um, you you get to you get past that and it's either you know old timey guys or it's um, guys who weren't quite as good. So I think Lindicky is the correct answer. Like just yeah, this.
1: I think the the question is who's the fourth best quarterback in Packers history, and I don't, it's that's not obvious to me. It's Lindycky. Yeah, I think so too.
0: Yeah,
2: that's why I went below him to McCown.
0: Yeah, if you want to go to Isbell or or you know one of those guys, fine. Oh but come on, then you do then you got ups
2: count like like Hasselbeck would probably be. Fighting for the best bears.
0: That's quarterback a good. I mean, Hasselbeck's better than Dickey, though, right? So yes.
1: So like I think well, he, in, yeah, in his career. So yeah. to not go necessarily to as a packer, yeah.
2: but as as a packer, yeah, like that's the thing. Like you could say Kurt Warner. I mean, like, Brunel
1: would be uh, <laughs> sure. He's
0: worse than Dickey and Hasselbeck, but would be the best bear quarterback ever. So, yeah, <laughs> it's either Dickey yeah, or any, Brunell. <laughs> Any one of the nineties Ron Wolf uh, trades. This dates? is such a good is question. Eric Bro- <laughs> Eric like Brooks one had, of the best questions? Eric Brooks had. had
1: one good season
0: for the Saints, and then it was kind of terrible. Would he? I didn't look him up. I should have looked him up. Uh, <laughs>
1: that'd be close, I bet. But yeah, I so, it, so I think it's Brunell or it Dickie, well, not counting Luckman, down. of course. Yeah,
0: Luckman's yeah, Eric
1: Kramer. Eric Kramer was never like on a training camp roster or anything with the Packers, was he? I don't think so. Um, okay. I don't think so either. Yeah,
0: I, I don't think he made the rounds that much. Just the Lions and the the Bears. Or there are Craig... too many well, Ks like in
1: that man's name. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Dave Craig was a Bear. There are only two of bit, them. Right? He was. Yeah, Mike Tomczak is one of the uh, the players who is both. Jim McMahon, of yeah, course, Jim technically McMahon, of course. both. Yeah. All right, Scott Hartle, It It is okay, nearly Scott. forty years since nineteen eighty-five. Hey, we just talked about that. <laughs> Thus, most people alive today were either not born yet or in diapers. Jesus, I am...
0: (laughs) (laughs) Now, I know Scott. He's older than both of us, so.
1: This is offensive when the Bears... Hold on. It's been nearly 40 years since 1985. Thus, most people alive today were either not born yet or in diapers when the Bears won a Super Bowl. Speaking of things that must be discarded quickly due to their foul smell, which is worse, the Bears' first-round quarterbacks or first-round pick trades? (laughs)
2: I, I couldn't name other first-round pick trades off the top of my head. Besides
1: Trubisky. I think oh, yeah. they had one. And this past year.
0: They traded, I think, a first for Rick Meyer, maybe. Oof. Um, possibly, if I remember. wasn't Wasn't uh, Grossman, wasn't he a trade? I'll see if I can pull it up
1: real yeah, quick. Yeah, but I thought he was, I don't know, he was later. He wasn't a first-rounder. Was he not? I don't know. He was a first-rounder. I don't rounder. think so. Oh, okay. I misremember. Oh, I, I'm I definitely was looking at the really first runner? Man. He Sexy was Rex. Oh, but, but He was Paul, the 22nd
0: my... overall pick uh they traded uh, via a trade from the New York Jets. So Got it. So he fits both. Well, a lot of these so, guys do fit so
1: both. So
2: you, you jog my memory, the the name of the uh, uh, we didn't start the fire parody using Bears quarterbacks is called You Started Rick, Rick Meyer. Meyer. <laughs> 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 well,
0: that's very good. That's
1: very good. Yes. Uh, The answer is the trade because the
0: Trubisky thing is just hysterical. It is. And like they did, so Jim McMahon was the fifth overall pick in 1982. And I'll go to bat for Jim McMahon. I actually think he was a pretty good quarterback um, who was kind of undone a little bit by Ditka and getting hurt. And uh, that's a good quarterback pick. That's not bad. And um, I believe Luckman was actually a first round pick way, 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 way back in the day. So you got that too. So yeah, it's the trades.
2: Also, Last Mc... question. Sorry, oh, go I was ahead. say, McMahon was the best quarterback taken in that draft, and he wasn't the first quarterback taken.
0: Yeah, they did a nice job on that one. Yeah,
2: so the the only two picks that they could have done better with would be uh, uh, Mike Munchak, the the guard for the Oilers. He was a Hall of Famer, and then Marcus Allen for the Raiders.
1: All right. Yeah. Last question is from Brian. How about what Bears player are you happy no longer plays for them? Mine is Peanut Tillman. I feel like he forced a fumble every damn time they played. I'm not sorry that Khalil Mack is gone.
2: (laughs) Yeah, that's true. But mine is probably Peanut Tillman, but for a different reason, in the fact that I'm a huge fan of Peanut Tillman, (laughs) and I hated watching him play against my team.
0: Mine's Urlacher. Uh, screw. Her. I mean, I have respect Urlacher, but he was always sitting there in the middle. He had a, a seemingly quite a few interceptions. I think he is maybe partially the reason Aaron didn't target the middle of the field for a long time. <laughs> and uh, I'm glad that he, when he was gone, it made me very happy.
2: Yeah, but now you have to see his stupid billboards all the time. Oh right?
0: man, I, Brian Urlacher's <laughs> agent got has gotten him so much money for bald cream. It, it it all over the <laughs> it's, freeway. It's I the Urlacher it freeway. I don't I know what got,
2: it. He, he got surgery. He got head surgery. Whatever it is, I don't care. Jr., are you aware of what we speak?
1: Yeah, man. I go through. I go through Chicago all the time to get to you know Kentucky. I go through Indiana all the time, actually. And yes, the uh, the multi the, the multi billboards frequently it starts a conversation with my kids in the back asking if I would ever do that as someone who is bald. <laughs> and I tell them every time, no, I'm perfectly fine. How it is? Low maintenance. I don't need hair. People would be weirded out if I suddenly had hair. That is correct. But uh, right, it's weird. i like the to point it out. Brighter
2: lacquer. lacquer with hair is weird. It is weird. It, it should is be super weird. It's like. Have you
1: guys also seen... bear in mind that when he didn't have hair, he was a the the most dominant middle linebacker in football. He was a he was a baller. He was like it doesn't get more masculine than that. But then he decided he needed the hair after his career or something. I mean, I don't I don't know what he was trying to recapture.
2: Oh, he wants to be on TV. That's the. Oh, that guy's never going to be on TV. Right, that is not happening. He is dumber than a bag is, of
0: anvils. That is not a good I, idea. I
2: say bag of hammers. That's my I would I went, I went with a
0: bigger piece of metal. Sorry. <laughs> like
2: a bigger, dumber piece of metal.
0: The thing that gets hammered, not
2: that does the hammering. Yeah, that's fair. I think we're oh, done. Yeah. All right.
1: That's what we got, folks. It's yep. time for some football. Let's play some football. Let's oh, God, do I'm it. So,
0: I'm so excited for the season, man. We get it on Thursday, too. And um, worth watching for the Packers because the Lions get a very injured Chiefs team and can uh, immediately put some distance there by getting a win over a very difficult opponent if they pull that one off.
2: Yeah. Before the Chiefs were super injured, I was like, man, that's not nice. Like, basically, the Lions are getting good for the first time ever, and the NFL is like, prove it.
0: They're going to win that game, though. No Chris Jones, no Travis Kelsey. Like, that's death to the Chiefs.
2: Yeah, but Justin Ross and Sky Moore are somehow going to both get 150 yards. and
0: Could be, but yeah, with games. Jet McKinnon yay. is going to get 100 yards just in <laughs> carries. Good old Jarek. All right, before we go, Jr., anything to plug?
1: Uh, Not right now. I'm going to get a little bit deeper into the Packers-Bears rivalries. that will resurface. Uh, here as we get into this, uh, this first game, uh, let's see. We, we got a lot of Badgers coverage. Obviously, the Badgers are hot right now. They, uh, they had their first game Saturday, did the live blog, so we'll have their coverage from Washington State on Saturday. I certainly won't be there, but, uh, but we'll have stuff. And, uh, I think that's about it, you know, Brewers, first place Brewers, I guess, for, for a little while longer. And, uh, <laughs> and yeah, we're just, we're just doing our thing it's a good time of year love september september and october are really really fun yeah year. they fun are they
0: are the best all right matt you got anything
2: so uh with my new work from home schedule i do believe that this is the year i finally restart hottest take, the take week of the week? week all right um and my first video is mostly planned out already assuming if the packers win I am going to do a deep dive into Aiken's 45 Laws of Spacecraft Design. Oh my goodness! And find the find the parallels between <laughs> them and building a football team.
1: Okay, all right. That is a the plug. 23rd is going to be, and I as I walk through the Valley of the Shadow of Death, and I'll be like, "That's the wrong book, Batub." The, the 23rd <laughs> is the schedule you
2: develop will seem like a complete work of fiction up until the time your customer fires you for not meeting it.
1: That's got nothing to do with evil i don't know what's going on <laughs>
0: indeed customers
2: are all evil that's 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 where it's at
0: <laughs> all right we'll have mini pack mini pod on friday we'll probably look more in depth at plausible ways we could lose this game um but uh i i'm feeling pretty optimistic i'm feeling good about this i hope it doesn't blow up in my face and uh have my bears preview of the shepherd express tomorrow i had a piece today uh about the uh about not being fooled by Justin Fields if he puts up a good season with an extra game, a 17th game, which Eric Kramer did not have the benefit of having, nor did Jay Cutler or anybody else who was close. So uh, it was mostly an excuse. Protect the legacies of these great that's men. That's right. That's right. Mostly an excuse to make fun of Bear quarterbacks of the past. Um, I also, uh, an oldie but a goodie, um, I once wrote a piece that I tweeted this week called, Does Randall Cobb Really Own the Bears?, and I, it's it's a great read because the answer is yes, but so do like a dozen other Packer receivers, <laughs> and, and more importantly, there are no Bear receivers that own the Packers at all, not even close, not even uh, no sniffing that. Um, the the Bear with the fourth most receptions against the Packers all time is fullback Matsui. That is the kind of thing we're oh dealing with gosh. here. So yeah, is,
2: I figured is Forte above that?
0: Forte is second. Oh no, he's first yeah, in figured. receptions. I think he's third in yards. Curtis Conway, I believe, is first in yards, um, all time against the Packers, which is again incredible that that is the case. Yeah, my my guess would have been Forte would actually be the the quote unquote receiver. Yeah, he's topping in just in receptions, but not in yards. So there you go um, but yeah that'll do it for us we'll be back next week uh, with our lose, to recap things and, and preview the next one so uh, we will talk to everybody next week
1: Chicago burst to life and your sweet smile remembers you